Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteurized and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here again with you. It's time for a good old Natter with an international flavour. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. Yep, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember though, you can listen to all these shows again. Yep, they're all safe here's podcasts at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. No, everything, I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter Show, and you can't miss this. <laughs> this week on the Ned Natter Show from Florida, we've had a highly unusual week, and perhaps what you'd call a very unusual visitor here on the farm too. You know, it's not often we get a visit from anyone that's not either trying to sell me something or worse still, trying to sponge off me endless hospitality. Mm. Either way, I'm sure you're going to love me always perfectly packed show. More so when we take a look at those other crazy regular features you'll only hear, that's right, right here on the Nidnet Show. <laughs> Here at Tim Edison Farm, or what's now loosely referred to as Ned Natter's Florida Island, we've had another odd week. Yep, that's right, there's no odder place on Earth. <laughs> also this time, I did have one of those online IQ tests on the go, you know. <laughs> I was quite pleased with myself too, on the other hand, around here I'm surrounded by IQ, right? Yep, that's right, the idiot quota. <laughs> I got more than my fair share, for sure, I can tell you. Add to that, we had an unusual visitor here on the farm. Yep, a German film director hoping to make a documentary about life on your average small American farm. (laughs) Oh dear, he certainly picked a weird place to call average, I can tell you. So, uh, Wolfgang Wiener Schnitzel III had lofty ambitions before he parked his Mercedes in my driveway and discovered the proclivities of Two Medicine Farm. Yep, this place has more of them than <laughs> what you call an expert in wine tasting, I suppose, yeah. Only round here, nothing tastes right. Smells right, or worse still, even looks right. <laughs> By the end of the day, poor old Wolfgang, the director, had little to say other than <laughs> His hopes for an accurate portrayal of simple American farm life have been totally distorted. Oh, perhaps I should use his words instead. I'm sorry, Ned, but everything on your farm seems to be wide, weird, wobbly and wrong. (laughs) See, I thought that too. I've got my sofa and living room overcrowded and oversubscribed with what you definitely call wide and wobbly. Yep, that's right, the wife Elsie and me hideous monstrous mother-in-law or MYL for short yeah, that's satana troglodyte yeah sure she's the other shocker on the sofa for sure of course on the other hand the wife's best buddy beyond it that's beyond it brandish washington or bbw to friends that's uh, what you call the wrong part of the engagement here yep she's been overstaying a one-week visit for about a year now mm. add to that she's another of those wide and wobbly full-time fully paid up members of the feed me to movement <laughs> Of course, devoted all-you-can-eat Buffy fan too. <laughs> and now I've tolerated another wrong. Yep, that's a new hubby, skinny old Frank. He's the 24-hour plumber and absolutely obsessed stuffer fan. Yep, still here, despite the promises about moving to their so-called newly remodeled home. <laughs> oh dear, have I missed anything? Oh yeah, yeah, how could I forget? 
the weird part. Mm. Yep, either way, despite the usual drama that seems to spew up me farmhouse like a badly written Broadway musical and staying with me regular farmhouse trolls and tribulations for a moment, the farm dog Young Clay, the dog version of a flea motel, has taken up residence inside the tin can trailer home of Quintamy Camper artist and former part-time farmhand and, of course, his devoted guitar-plucking partner, Coagulate. <laughs> They're back here on the farm and creating plenty of that aforesaid drama, I can tell you, providing any budding filmmaker or documentarian or even perhaps dedicated film director enough of that weird stuff to keep any audience on their toes. Well, yeah, I'm probably running. <laughs> Yeah, sure, right out of the theatre before it's too late to go somewhere else and watch something that won't make them cringe with horror and have nightmares for a month afterwards. <laughs> the worst part, though, is having someone poking around the farm when Quentin, the artist, art expert, and possibly even fake Hollywood has-been, is hanging around with his ghastly paintbrush. Yep, he's always got it ready and in his hand. <laughs> Added to that, you can never be quite sure what he plans on doing with it either. Yep, sometimes painting is the last thing on his mind, I can tell you. <laughs> anyway, uh, Wolfgang the director made that awful mistake of poking around that little trailer for ideas when Quinton popped out of it like a proverbial jack-in-the-box. Yeah. Just as colourful, just as springy, just as predictable, and I'd say just as sinister too. <laughs> Believe me, that's a lot of justs. <laughs> And an unpleasant sight too. Even on the darkest of nights, you know. Hmm. It took poor old Wolfgang 20 minutes to even catch his breath. Or was it just get a word in sideways, I don't know. Quinton began to spout film talk like a leaky old faucet. In his case, it's more like an overflowing, backed-up sewer pipe. You know, unfortunately, Wolfgang was far from ready to see Quinton's array of artistic endeavours, too. <laughs> I'm sure the European film director is open-minded most days. Well, that was until he saw one of Quinton's so-called works in progress. Yep, a male nude hanging from me barn wall. Naturally, of course, like any sane-minded person, Wolfgang wanted to cut the poor guy down. We couldn't told him it was the only way he could keep the model from moving whilst he got his oils on the canvas. Oh dear. Quinton's always ready with an excuse. Of course, old Wolfgang hurried away, saying about how it wasn't that kind of film. He never expected to see that kind of thing on a farm anywhere. Of course, he'd never seen a place like this before either. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. By the way, and away from the troubles of protecting your property from unwanted visitors and the like, I've got a new little feature on my show this week, and it's called Dolly's Dates. Before you ask, no, fortunately, me daughter, young Dolly, is not dating yet. Either way, when she does finally get into that bad habit, <laughs> I'll be getting me private arsenal organised too. Yeah, actually, added to that, I'd say background checks, urine samples, psychometric tests and a full DNA research assessment. Yeah, it'll be in order, won't it? Oh dear, I digress. Anyway. No, she's not dating, but she's always quoting. So I decided to harness her endless stream of chatter in one direction and have her tell us about a memorable date from the past each week. 
So here goes. This week, Dolly reminds us that back in 1934, John Dillinger, the so-called public enemy number one, ended his career in a shootout with cops. Interesting. You know, I often wonder who the modern-day public enemy number one is. Oh dear, I think there's got a list somewhere in there. <laughs> Dolly also says that this week in 1952, Puerto Rico became a self-governing Commonwealth of the US. Hmm. You know, Florida's a bit like that right now. Oh dear. Anyway, there's one more. Yeah, it's the anniversary of the Suez Crisis in 1956. Yeah, the old Suez Canal was blocked off and that meant higher gas prices and shortages. Now, there's a bit of irony, eh? (laughs) Anyway, it's an odd combination, Dolly, but thanks. We'll keep those dates in mind. After all, there's always some kind of crisis on the horizon, especially round here. That, of course, brings me, well, rapidly to someone else who you describe as a one-woman crisis, and believe me, she survived a few of them over the years too. In fact, our filmmaker visitor could easily make an epic documentary solely about the old crow's numerous years on the planet. Naturally, or even naturally, unnaturally, I've got me almost antique 95-year-old mother, old Nan, living here, right here on the farm, oh dear. She lives to gamble has her eyes set on that even bigger and rapidly growing lotto pot this week. Oh well, it makes a change from her cauldron, I suppose. (laughs) She's been fishing around for winning numbers all week and was still trying to get me poor old, though very lucky pet pig, old Bill, to come up with a winner. So far though, old Bill's picked every bonus ball number this year. Mm, He just had trouble with the other five. (laughs) On the other hand, Nan's best drinking gambling buddy. That's the Shiko Suzuki. Yep, she's my lovely brother, Black Sheep of Family Nelson, Nan's wife, and Beverly Hill Sex, her as high as no one under three year old grandmother. Yep, another long lasting specimen. <laughs> anyway, as you know, they're both smoking, drinking, and gambling most days. Well, Nan and Shiko, after getting plenty of publicity on my show, had that group of gullible duds visiting every week for old Nan's Bingo Friday. Oh dear. Only last week, after intimidating the unsuspecting dud lineup with a surprise poker game, they had no takers this week. No, well, <laughs> except one. Yeah, our German filmmaker visitor, who turned out to be a regular poker card shop. Oh dear. <laughs> He was well ready for Nan's slippery dealing and to Chico's baggy sleeves and took both the old birds for a nice chunk of change. <laughs> it was so bad that Nan evicted me poor pig old Bill. Yep, he's back out in the sunshine and for the rest of the week, Nan took refuge in her favourite place. That's right, a couple of bottles of whiskey usually take her there in a jiffy. <laughs> this is Ned Matter here with the Ned Matter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nedmatter.com. Anyway, thinking of hideous nightmares like me rather bizarre moaning old mother and her various crooked obsessions, I'm still having these really weird dreams. They return with a vengeance like never before. Add to that, the weirdest ones always arrive when I'm having a nice nap, never in bed. This time, though, I'd settled down in my farm office. It was a day after Wolfgang... Wiener Snitchell the third, <laughs> and I lived here on the farm. 
See, I'd watched him wandering about making frame shapes with his hands, writing notes and muttering to himself in German. Mm. I suppose I began to dwell on his various dilemmas, and as I dozed off, I'd been imagining all those film frames, and how on earth he was going to get everything on film. It was then that me dream took a turn for the worse, I suppose, yeah. There I was, standing in the corner of me living room, Yep, squashed. Wolfgang and his little crew were pointing the camera towards the subjects on the sofa. The powerful studio lights were burning away and I could just imagine the electric bill was going to skyrocket. <laughs> then Wolfgang shouts out to one of his crew, No, 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 I need a wider lens. I can't get all three of them in the frame. <laughs> the female assistant arrived with another lens, but it was a repeat of the last problem. No wider, he says. That's the maximum, I'm afraid, Mr. Wiener Schnitzel, she said. Oh dear. Then Elsie stood up and hit the cook button on her microwave and ping. <laughs> the whole farmhouse circuit blew. It was pitch black. A panic ensued and I reached for my pocket flashlight. There in the middle of the floor was poor old Wolfgang, the director, with Satana, the mother-in-law, on top of him. Yep, she wasn't going to wait for the microwave. And naturally, she loves to hunt in the dark. <laughs> I woke with a nasty start, and there was Wolfgang at the door of my office, telling me about how he'd have to get a super-wide lens to even begin to cover what's now known locally as the Sofa 3. <laughs> but it does sound like a criminal gang, doesn't it? And to be honest, the amount they eat is pretty much criminal too. <laughs> What could I say to the disheartened film director, eh? Hmm, yep, you're telling me, mate. Super wide's the bane of me entire existence. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. On the other hand, still on the subject of bad dreams and misfortune, me scruffy farmhand Ding Dang spent some time this week shooting too. Yeah, crows. <laughs> you know, most days I long for something to just go and shoot back at him. Yeah. <laughs> After all, the average crow far exceeds, you know, his abilities in the intelligence department anyway. <laughs> but unfortunately, if it moves, the Dang family just has to try and shoot at it. Mm. I just hope that rule doesn't apply when it comes to any of them when they're on the job. Despite the drama of acting stupid when he already is, though, I've got that unforgettable little feature on my show, so here's Ding Dang's Southern Quote. His brain rattles around like a BB in a beer can. <laughs> oh dear. Ding Dang was talking about one of his relatives who just sold him a long wait. Or was it a wait? I'm not sure. <laughs> well, they do say it takes one to know one, don't they? And that's a big oh dang right there. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. The blind neighbour old Lonnie and you just swing old Fred's home is still that oddest venue in North Florida for a swingers party every Saturday night. It's called Do You Know Fred? Sometimes, you know, I really wish I didn't. <laughs> It's the same thing every week. Bring a bottle or a stack of cans. Don't forget your wife or girlfriend and never forget a potluck dish for the buffet. 
Old Fred mingles with the swingers. That's probably just about the worst potluck experience anywhere on earth. <laughs> whilst old Lonnie just dodges the guests and eats the free food whilst playing Russian roulette with his own contribution. <laughs> Which this week included one of his absolute favourites, or what he likes to call an old crow fry-up. Oh dear, it gets worse every time and there I was ready to head straight home to check on my old mother. <laughs> yep, I thought Lonnie had finally resorted to cannibalism. But no, Lonnie told me Ding Dang had shot a bunch of crows for him. You know, the kind that live in trees, not me living room. Oh dear. <laughs> so uh, when Saturday finally rolled around, Fred told me this week's theme was the Lucky Dip Party. Oh well, that sounded more like a place... I'd never stick me hand. <laughs> but sure enough, old Fred ended up with a record number of happy swingers all ready for a lucky dip. Trouble is, Fred had drained his pool and it got rather messy all round. Oh dear. Anyway, after seeing that lot, I had it home pretty fast too. <laughs> well, on the family front, when she's not complaining about, well, just pick a subject and she complains. Me 95-year-old rather old nan, the miserable old crew herself, has a little feature on me show. Yeah, old Nan remembers. Oh dear, it's a little bout of what's professionally termed reminiscence therapy. <laughs> this time old Nan remembers how she can't remember a time anyone ever beat her at poker. <laughs> Worse still, Nan met a match this week with a German poker expert. Of course, the usual reason no one ever gets to beat old Nan at poker is because she excels. Oh no, not in the game of poker, but in her honed ability to cheat everyone she ever plays. Mm. Oh dear, so I reminded the old crow of how I can't remember either, yep, of a time when she didn't cheat at cards. <laughs> oh, come to think of it, any time of gambling at all, you know, naturally or naturally, <laughs> naturally, I got one of her hideous old snarls. Yep, it's uh, enough to peel the paint off the walls. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, that lovely, tiny old music means it's time again for me book reviews. Yep, I get me hands on a few, and I feature them right here on my show. Just remember, I've got a great system here. Yep, if a book's shite, it goes on me composty. Sometimes, if it's really bad, you have to burn it. Middle of Row books go in the giveaway charity box, and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on the farm library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. <laughs> okay, then, this week I end up with just one book, and it's called Don't Look the Gift of Artificial Intelligence in the Mouth by AI Non Binary Junior. <laughs> Mouthful for sure. Anyway, away from that long title, we've been hearing a lot about AI recently, haven't we? But the author reckons we shouldn't just look this modern gift horse in the mouth. Well, so goes the old horsey cliche for sure. Eh? You know, I wish I'd looked the wife in the mouth before I took her on. You know, you should see me dentist bills. Mm. Anyway, I digress. You know... This is an interesting book. See, the author, AI Non-Binary Junior, has really got a great point of view. See, the point of the book is to point out that a lot of humans can no longer cut it. Yep, they don't want to do anything but eat and watch TV. Hmm, I'm fully understanding that one, eh? So he reckons without AI doing all these little jobs those simple humans used to do, the entire world will stop working. 
Oh dear. Well, that's food for thought right there, and not just a TV dinner for sure. <laughs> so if you want to stretch your mind, and I've got nothing else to read, here it is. Anyway, I think I'll leave it right there. But you know, I've decided to keep this one on me farmhouse library shelf. You know, it describes me living room occupants rather well. Maybe it's time I replaced a lot of them with AI. You know, it might even offer better conversation too. <laughs> Well, me lovelies, that's all on me book review feature this time around. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all me shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. I got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yep, me anomalies from around the world feature. This time we're heading off to India again. Yeah, it seems to be a great source of those anomalies for sure. But, you know, it won't be a tasteless, distasteful revolting foodie one this time. No, but it's highly odd for sure. So back to India and the Dinga Gava. <laughs> yep, well, this is certainly an interesting one for sure. During this part of a unique festival, the local statues are dressed up and covered with gold ornaments. The deities are offered dried fruit and even cannabis. In the evening, the women of the town dress up in costumes and as and they dress up as men too. <laughs> they then parade around the street, streets with uh, long sticks. If any man gets too close, he gets whacked with a stick. <laughs> if you're a married man, that's good luck. Ooh. And if you're unmarried, it's bad luck. Why? Well... It means you'll be getting married soon. Add <laughs> to that, I could see me fireman ding dang dressing up too. Yep, it's one of them deities. <laughs> well, that way he'd be able to get his hands on. No, not the dried fruit, of course, no. Just all that stray cannabis for sure. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, now we're heading to England. Yep, see, I got a call from Nigel Ponce, the arrogant old catfish-faced gentleman farmer. Me brother Young Buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's old farm on his rambling estate. After living in Pennsylvania for 15 years, Buck naturally picked up plenty of American expressions and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. <laughs> Ponce has to call me for an explanation. See, he hasn't got the internet in the manner. Just good old-fashioned manners. <laughs> so how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the Nenat Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings foreign. Oh dear, well, here goes American for Foreigners with me arrogant British aristocratic contributor. <laughs> First up, though, here's his latest voicemail message you have messages well hello Ned this is Nigel Ponce calling you from England yes the old gout is still with me but I can't resist the new sherry or the latest cases of port anyway I was trying to tell your brother Buck about how I need him to take care of the drainage and he said what in the Sam Hill are you talking about Sam Hill. And I can't get a modicum of sense out of Buck. So perhaps you can call me back, Ned, and let me know. 
You know, I just love the way he introduced himself on me voicemail as if I actually know someone else who sounds just like him. <laughs> oh dear, anyway, let me translate it for you, Nigel. This time Buck says, What in the Sam Hill are you talking about? Even said Ponce. <laughs> of course you think Buck's deliberately confusing you. Well, this is a weird expression away, but totally different from what you'd imagine. See, it's a simple way of saying, what in the hell are you talking about? See, here in the South, they don't like to use the word hell. <laughs> I don't know why. Add to that, me brother Buck has always been rude, I can tell you. You know, old Nan used to wash his mouth out with soap. Maybe you should try it too, Nigel. Might work. Either way, it makes some kind of sense to you. Add to that, we were hoping you're on the mend. But it seems the sherry and port are going to send you right back to where you began. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me lovely neighbour, young Alice Jones, invited me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit down. <laughs> Young Alice was in a very happy mood this week, a happy go lucky person she is, yet she's still pretty much enamoured with them ducks, yeah, yeah. She's taking the old tarot and crystal balls for a break and studying her little flock of feathered friends instead and trying to dream up. 20 new names from. On the other hand, Alice reminded me of how we should all take notice of the wonders of nature and baffle me again with a really bizarre statement right out of the blue. Ducks can perform amazing aerial feats. Yep, it's true, they can fly at 50 miles an hour. One breed of duck even achieved 100 miles an hour. Oh. Add to that, they can fly for great distances too. You know, when the mallards can go up to 800 miles apparently in one flight and it takes them about eight hours. Ooh. And those amazing altitudes too. Oh well. You know, I kept hens, you know, and they could fly about six feet in two seconds. Yeah, but that was it. Um, <laughs> It would take them about 10 months to travel 800 miles. They will stop to peck the ground every few feet and roost at night. Oh, well, I digress. As always, Alice's coffee cake and company was reliably nice. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, we lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, my listeners. Yep, I've got it all here on the Ned Natter Show. <laughs> well, this week I got one of them last-minute calls from Harry in Harrisburg, and he called me to chat about this really odd story. Scientists have found in a new study that there is really something called hangry. <laughs> yep, you heard me right, hangry. And basically they say that's what you get when you're very hungry, and you also get very angry. <laughs> so these scientists went and collected up a bunch of volunteers to track their individual hunger and anger-related symptoms and discovered there was a direct connection between getting ratty and getting hungry. <laughs> you know, it's interesting for me, though. You know, you, you, you could have skipped the research and visited me farm. Yeah. It's what the scientists and researchers like to call a control experiment, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow... Right here, there's no control over anger or hunger. For one example, when the wife gets hungry, there's no stopping her anger. <laughs> yep, it's a real look out. 
She's coming moment. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Hey, dubious command agent, 50%, has lined me up with a new ad this week, and he's got something really odd this time around. <laughs> Oh dear, anyway, here goes. Here at Antisocial Guests Inc. doing business as you were warned up front services, we've got a unique special offer right now. Just go to our website at antisocialeventplanners.com and find our latest offerings. That's right, we keep it real and it's real simple here too. Just sign up for one of our unique antisocial guests today. We take the drama and repercussions out of being unpleasant to your worst guests. That's right. You let us do the antisocial behaviour bit for you. Mm. We've got a fully trained team right here. We've got rude, super rude, totally obnoxious, outright offensive and just plain argumentative. Lowest price in the business too. But wait, our national sales manager pissed him off the fourth. As a special offer and just for Ned Nutter Show listeners, yep, with every new antisocial gets booked this week only, he'll send you a second at 50% off. Ooh, you can't beat a deal like that, can you? So visit us today and remember our motto, just watch and let us do the insulting for you. You know, I'm not expecting that one at all. You know, I'm not really anti-anything myself, but I can be a bit anti-social some days, yep, especially when I find myself doing all the work around here. On the other hand, I think the day will arrive when I'll be giving these folks a call to come and help me out. Come to think of it, I could even supply them some uh, anti-social staff from here at the farm. Hmm. Anyway, away from those crazy ideas, I've got my last words for you. Look after our little planet. It's the only one we got right now. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Matter here with the Ned Matter Radio Show. On whichever way you dice it, this show is unpasteurised and unfiltered. But that's all me lovelies, and on that note, I better go. So until next time, remember a farm as are getting older, some more than others. It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters, without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays won't be much fun. <laughs> In the meantime, you can find me and all my radio shows at nednatter.com. Yep, they're all safe use podcasts too. Add to that, there's me social media links. So come by and say hi. It'd be great to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting with you again. And I hope you'll join me on the Ned Natter Show soon. So until then, keep a smile on your face. Think positive. And don't sweat the small stuff. The grass is not always greener on the other side. It might just be a freeway. (laughs) Goodbye, me lovelies. The Ned Natter Show is written and presented by me, Ned Natter. The show is produced and recorded live in Florida, USA by Doris Billsborough. And the Ned Natter Show is managed and represented by Grace Windsor at Nexus Media.